This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo Studios. A light snow falling down, but be careful. That makes the roads very slippery. We had a few accidents this morning on the commute, so please be careful out there. I'd like to thank Father James Gross for being with us last half hour for Straight Talk. Great priest, a great person. Has a background in radio as well, as you can tell. So, yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate all your efforts and all you do. Thank you, Father James Gross. And speaking of priests, we have with us now Seth Shervime. Seth, welcome to the show. Hi, Tim. I appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Seth, and then we'll get, then we'll get into your journey. Okay. I'm originally from Langdon, North Dakota. Lived there my entire life up until college. Spent four years at the University of North Dakota before I discerned it was God's will to enter seminary. Applied for the Diocese of Fargo, and now I'm going to St. Gre- I'm in my second year at St. Gregory of the Great Seminary down in Seward, Nebraska. So, well, that's great. When did you first feel that that call? Did you think to to maybe uh, maybe the priesthood? Oh, probably. This is going to sound weird, but even when I was three or four years old, mm-hmm. there was just going to Mass with my family, there was something about what the priest was doing where I said, I want to do that when I grow up. And that feeling of wanting to do that kind of came and went with the years, you know, mm-hmm. was never a, was never a consistent thing, but never went away entirely. Mm-hmm. And then one of the phases, it, or not a phase, but kind of my junior year of college, it started feeling the Lord's call again, and that kind of the year-long process of discernment that led me to apply for seminary. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting how, how God works. Everyone's story is different. Whether it's a call to the priesthood, call to the married or religious life, whatever it is, right? Even call to the single life. You know, whatever God calls us to. And yeah. I think I think it's great that. Uh, you know, you said even as as back as three or four years old, and and, I, and that's fine. You know, there's there's a priest, or, or there's a like you said, the family going to mass, and, and and we in there with a priest. That's why I think it's so important just to to bring your children to Christ. I always say it in, in any way, whether it's to adoration, whether it's to mass, it's important to have them present because you never know how God is going to work when we plant those seeds. And obviously, those seeds were planted, and as you said, they kind of came and went in various times in various ways. Talk a little bit about being a seminarian now. Is, is it kind of hit you now? I think you said you're in your second year, and 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 yeah. how how is it going for you? What does it mean? Tell us about the beauty and the goodness of being part of, a, of the seminary now. Being a seminarian, it's honestly one of the greatest blessings in my life that I've been able to come here for you know two years, God willing, more, and just discern what His will is in my life and grow closer to Him learn more about the beauty of him and his church. I just can't find the words to describe it in a way, which I know probably doesn't help with the interview, but... <laughs> oh, that, actually, that, that's okay, because, you know, we're, we're people of words, and sometimes sometimes words can't explain it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's all right. It's good for our listeners to hear that, because sometimes the best thing we can do is just sit in silence in front of the Lord and just soak it in, right? And just say, Lord, you know, here I am, exactly. and be quiet. <laughs> 
Yeah. Exactly. We're, we're so used to being, you know, everything has yeah. to be noisy. Everything has to have to be doing something all the time, you know. And, and sometimes, well, I, I will say this, the best part of my day usually, right, is when I am there usually in the morning before the Lord and just sitting in His presence. That's what gives me yeah. the strength and, and what I need to go on. And I'm guessing that that's the same for you. No, exactly. I know I spend, you know, we have Mass at like 7 in the morning and mm-hmm. yeah, like an hour before then I'm just sitting there doing a holy hour, kind of like you say, in silence. And I know that that just is time that I cannot do without. It's so important to my day where I don't know how the day would go if I didn't get that, so... <laughs> Yeah, so true. I, I can tell you how my how my days go when I do that. It's it's a struggle. I, I can tell something's missing. It's almost like I haven't had breakfast, right? I haven't had that yeah. uh, physical food. I haven't had that spiritual food. And boy, that I, I can tell. You know, if I go for a day or two and, and I'm not as diligent as I should be in my prayer life, I can feel it. I can sense it. I can see it in how I act and how I live. I need that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us a little bit more about uh, about your your uh, your call. I mean, because like I said, a lot of people they go, you know, they go yes, they go no, you know, they they have the struggle within. You know, Lord, is this what you want? Is this not what you want? Did you ever have any of that back and forth? Maybe give us an example or two about how that worked out in your life. No, that like I said earlier, it was kind of a year long process mm-hmm. of discernment. A lot of that back and forth. Should I sit and tie? Am I really being called? kind of started at uh, Seek 2017. That was the Focus Conference that year. That was that's a fellowship of Catholic University students. Mm-hmm. I went to that conference, and just the whole experience of the conference kind of started stirring things up again, right? But I, you know, at that point in my life, I thought God was calling me to marriage. I was really trying to maybe start pursuing dating relationships, all this sort of stuff, where... That was the first point of hesitancy. It was just like, uh, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And then I told God if it is because I was kind of trying to fuck up the courage to start one of these dating relationships at that point, too. So uh, I told God if this doesn't work out, then I'll consider it. And then it didn't work out. So <laughs> even more struggle of <laughs> should I, is this really, are you? Is this actually the sign that I've been asking for, God? You know, one of those moments. Sure. And then finally kicked the can down the road again and said, you know what, if someone tells me, if someone tells me I should consider this, then I promise, Lord, this time I mean it, I'll seriously consider it. And then that's kind of actually what got me started seriously considering it, just out of the blue, out of left field. One of my college friends really wasn't even that solid in the faith, which is kind of what got me, was that it was someone who wasn't even really solid in their own faith, and they told me, just out of the blue, I think if you think God's calling you to this, you should consider it. had no clue that any of this had been going on before either, but just told me out of, out of the blue one day, and that kind of got me seriously considering it, seriously praying about it during my uh, senior year of college to the point where on a, or by spring semester of senior year of college, I kind of made the decision I was going to apply. So, And and isn't that amazing how God works? I'm, I'm just, I'm smiling. I'm actually, Aaron and I are both smiling. Not, not that we're laughing at you, we're laughing with you because we're going, 
Isn't that the way God works? You know, we, we, we okay. And, and, you know, when you put yourself at his service, you, the great thing, you know, you go to seek, you go 27, you're seeking the Lord, you know, right? Knock, yeah. the door will be open. Seek, you will find. And, but even then, we all have those questions, right? Is this really it? Well, Lord, if this happens, well, Lord, if this happens, you know, and God has a way, right, of, yeah. of just working with us. And like you said, out of the blue, someone who you'd never expect to say, you know, I think you make a good preacher, you should consider the priesthood of God's calling you, comes up and says that, you know, I mean, it's yeah. not coincidence, right? It's God incidence, you know, and that and that is so key. But but I, I think you bring up a couple of very, very important points for our listeners, Seth. And number one, I'll go back to it, is that idea of seeking. That idea is putting yourself yeah. in the presence of the Lord. Because as Augustine said, we all know, our hearts are restless till they rest in you. That's what we're looking for. And God's got a plan for each one of us. Now, if we follow plan A, that's great. If not, he has plan B, C, D, and it's all ready, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, But I think that's so important that you're open to what God has to say, you know, because it is surrender, right? I mean, you're thinking about pursuing yeah. a dating relationship. And you look, and of course, with the priesthood, what do we always say? People think, oh, you're just rejecting everything. No, no. What you're saying is you know fully what you choose to give up. Go to Matthew 19, right? What does Jesus say? Some have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah. You knew full well. You know, I know there's married life. I know there's single life. I know there's the priesthood. I get it. I see all this. You knew what you were giving up, but more importantly, you knew what you were saying yes to. You're saying yes to Christ in your life. His call in your life was to go to the seminary, at least for now. Maybe yeah. talk a little bit about that, how God's call, he's calling each one of us, and how you felt, felt that special call from God. You know, like I was saying, it was just kind of, I honestly, again, it's one of those things where I don't know how to describe it sometimes, mm -hmm. but just a really deep sense of peace whenever I consider the idea, too, you know, and even just the fact that since coming to seminary, I found myself growing so much closer with the Lord, yet it still seems like He wants me to stay in seminary and wants me to keep going. So those have all just been little graces that help me know that at least for now I'm on the path he wants me to be on, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I said, this is my second year, and I'm happier now than I have been ever in my life before this, too, and just more at peace with where I'm at in life, so... Well, I think the three things you said there are amazing. You talked about the graces God gives you when you say yes to Him. You talk about the joy that God gives you when you say yes to Him. And you talked about the peace that God gives you when you say yes to Him. And I think that's great because everyone's call is, is, is unique, right? I mean, everyone's call yeah. is different. And when you're saying yes to God on your specific journey, the joy, the peace, the graces, they come. And it's, isn't it nice to have those confirmations? But you're probably, maybe even yeah. this morning, right? You're sitting there in your prayer time, your holy hour, and you feel this peace come over, right? And maybe there's three or four things in your mind. I got to get this, you know, this uh, yeah. paper done for seminary or this or that. But when you bring it to the Lord, at least it's been my experience, Seth, we bring these yeah. things, put them at the Lord's feet. He gives us that peace over it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, I'm go, I'm go ahead, Seth. Oh, I don't know if I had anything I was going to say. So, <laughs> Well, I'll just kind of reset. We're, we're talking with uh, Seth Shervime about entering the seminary. And, and I just want to emphasize, you know, he's, he's a guy from Langdon, went to UND. You know, he's a normal person just as everyone else is. A normal person who has an extraordinary call from God, as we all do, and he's taking the time to seek, to be quiet, 
before the Lord and say yes to what God has. Seth, we have about three minutes left or so. Maybe just um, maybe some advice to our listeners. What Say someone's there saying, you know what? I don't really know what God wants for me. I don't know even how to figure out what God wants for me. You know, what would you say to them? I'd say, first off, just start spending more time with the Lord. If you aren't talking to Him, then you have... If you aren't talking to Him, you're going to have no clue what He wants for you. So, like we've been saying, just take time to sit before Him in the silence and listen and say, Lord, what do you want for me? And also, kind of, I'd say be patient, too. It doesn't always happen right away, and God has His own timing, you know? Like I said, with me, it came and it went, and finally, when the Lord determined the time was right, He gave the definitive call that I want you to do this. So be patient, too. It's not going to come right away. But especially when it does happen, I'd say don't be afraid to answer, because you're going to be a lot better off. That's all, you know. Absolutely. The Lord will bless you more than you know by you saying yes to whatever you think He's calling you to. So. That's some great advice, Seth. Number one, silence, right? Spending time with God. We need to be quiet and listen, right? Our, our world is so busy. Second thing you talked yeah. about, patience. Boy, that's another thing that our culture is really has in short supply, right? We want what we want and we want it now. I'm, I'm not against smartphones. I have one sitting beside me right now. However, I always tell, I, I teach, I teach at college. I always tell my students, use this device as a tool. Don't let it rule. Yeah. Right, so yeah. many people are just ruled by their technology, their device. They don't have time. They don't take the time to be silent. They're not patient. They want everything right now, and that's not God's way. And generally speaking, if that's the way we live our lives, we're not going to be happy. And then the last thing you said, I love it, is trust. Right, trust in God. Yeah. I, I think those are three great words to leave our listeners with: silence, patience, and trust. We have about thirty seconds left, Seth. Anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Oh, not that I can think of really, but <laughs> I think we've gone over all that can be said in as sort of a time as we've had. So, <laughs> Well, Seth, that is great. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking that time because it's so important that, that you come on and share your story of how God worked in your life. We just see that ordinary people, God is working in your lives as long as we're quiet, as long as we don't go to God, as long as we listen, humble ourselves before him and trust in him. Thank you again so much, Seth, and we pray that your journey to a God's call will be a, a joyful and peaceful one. Yep, thanks for having right. me on. Abs- day, absolutely. So. That's Seth Shervime about his journey and what it means to be a seminarian. Up next, we have the 10-minute tour. You can share your local events with Real Presence Radio family. Later in the show, Sister Christina Newman will be talking about a special celebration at St. Anne's Living Center in Grand Forks, North Dakota. We're coming at you live from the Fargo studio. I'm Tim Mosier. Listen to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 